Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. horse with a speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Hyo Silver, the Lone Ranger. Faithful Indian companion Tonto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. Let's go, big fellow. It was a warm spring day, 
Dan Reed, the 14-year-old nephew of the Lone Ranger, whistled merrily as he walked through a thick growth of willows fringing the railroad track outside Stone City. Dan had been spending a vacation with the Lone Ranger and Toto, who were camped at another point in the extensive thicket. It was his intention to go swimming in a nearby river. Suddenly, his whistling stopped. He halted in his tracks. There was a heavy odor of wood smoke and cooking food in the air. Peering through a break in the willows, he saw that he had come upon another camp. Beside the fire squatted an incredibly dirty boy who seemed to be about his own age. As Dan watched, the boy stirred the contents of a rusty can with a stick. After making sure that there was no one else around, Dan advanced and hailed him. Hello there. Hi, chum. Where'd you blow in from? I'm camping near the other end of the thicket with friends. I didn't know anybody else in the Yegg tribe was in this jungle. The Yegg tribe? Uh, are you talking about Indians? <laughs> I guess you Westerners don't know the lingo. No, but... Well, let's get acquainted. My name's Dan Reed. I'm Nib Dennis. He must be from the East. Right. I was born in New York. My pa was a bank teller. He got consumption, so him and Ma moved west. I was apprenticed to a bookbinder. So they left me saying they'd send for me when they got located. Didn't they send for you? Well, I, I don't know. As soon as they left, the boss got so mean I had to run away. Oh, so you're out here alone looking for your parents. I don't know where to look for them. And I'm not alone, as you ought to know. I'm with Blizzard and Pocky. They picked me up about a year ago. What are they? Tramps? Tramps, my eye. I've seen Blizzard light a campfire with a $10 bill after a big job. Blizzard and Pocky have been out on a handcar looking for a place to blow a safe. So the men you travel with are safe blowers? Sure. I see. Well, let's go swimming. When Dan returned to the Lone Ranger's camp several hours later, he told about Nib. The masked man was deeply interested. He asked, Did you see the safe blowers, Dan? No, sir. They hadn't come back when I left Nib. The appearance of professional safe crackers is something new in the West. I've been expecting it. The East have been overrun by them since the Civil War developed powerful blasting powders and gun cotton. No safe is strong enough to resist them. Me not know much about them kind crooks. They depend on tools more than guns. They're more ingenious and less murderous than Western hold-up men. The worst feature of their operations is that they make use of homeless and runaway boys like Nib. They use them as lookouts. Those boys learn the tricks and mechanics of safe blowing and become yeggs in turn. I wish we could do something to straighten out Nib. We'll try. Bring him to our camp this evening. Meanwhile, Blizzard and Pocky had returned to the so-called jungle on a stolen handcar, which they lifted from the railroad track and rolled into the bushes. Blizzard was a big barrel-chested man whose yegg name derived from the fact that he had once blown a safe during a winter storm. Pocky, who was younger and less experienced, had a face pockmarked by powder burns, the result of a premature explosion during a post office burglary. Nip greeted the ill-favored pair boisterously. Hi, man. Did you make a mark? Yeah, we put it on the bank in Stone City. Box here must be chock full of cash. We can open it like a sardine can. What about the night hack, Blizzard? Yeah, there's no night watchman. Only a marshal will be snoozing in the jail. Well, then it'll be easy for me to do my job, huh? Yeah, the whole thing looks easy. No real safe crackers ever worked this territory before. Boys out here go in for daylight holdups and use horses for a getaway. All Westerners have nags on the bridge. Yeah, that makes it better for us. We'll get away in a handcar, same as always. The marshal and his posse will go galloping off looking for horse tracks. <laughs> when do you blow the safe? Yeah, we gotta wait for a good black night. I like a night when it's thundering, but I'll settle for one when the moon isn't out. Hey, Blizzard, 
I found out today that there's some western safe crackers camping in this brush. What? I talked to their lookout kid. Maybe they're figuring on the same job we are. Neb, you think you can find out what they're up to? I sure can. Just leave it to me. As Nib set out in search of Dan and the camp which he believed to be occupied by rival safecrackers, Tom Dennis, the cashier of the Stone City Bank, entered his modest home. At the sight of a letter which he carried, his wife dropped a boy's sweater which he had been knitting and rushed to meet him. Tom, is it a letter from New York? Yes, but it's the same old thing. Police report that they haven't found a trace of Nib. Poor boy. He may be ragged and hungry. He may be sick. I don't think the police are trying to find him. They can only look inside the city, and I'm sure they've been doing that ever since the bookbinder wrote us that he was missing and we notified them. We shouldn't have left Nib behind. Well, I didn't know that my health would improve so much or that I'd get a good bank job. The bindery seemed like a good place for Nib to stay temporarily. Maybe we should go back and look for him ourselves. I doubt that he's in New York now. But where could he have gone? Kelly could have run away to sea, or he could have fallen in with emigrants headed west. Nib wouldn't go to sea. Ships never interested him. So he may be here in the west. The west is a mighty big place. In all probability, we'll never see him again. Tom, how can you say such a thing? Well, it's better to face the facts than to nurse false hopes. Please put that sweater away, Ellen. No. I've got to have it finished when Nib comes back. I wonder whether it will be big enough for him. At that moment, Nib Dennis broke through the willows into a cleared space, which was the Lone Ranger's campsite. Seeing Dan nearby, he announced his presence jovially. Hi. Why, it's Nib. I was just going to invite you over here. Well, I'm here. Where's the rest of your crew? My friends are over there with the horses. See them? Gosh. A masked man. An Indian, too. Surprised? I never heard tell of an Indian, Yeg, or one that kept his mask on in the jungle. Oh, they're coming to meet you. Hello, Nib. Oh, hi, man. Hey, you know, you're the first cracksman I ever saw who rode horses. We're not safe knowers, Nib. Oh, tell it to Sweeney. You're the Wild West kind. I bet you can't crack a crib like the heavy men I'm with. As I told you before, we're not safe blowers. Is that straight? I don't lie. Now, sit down. We'll have a talk. Some other time. Wait, Nib. Can't do it, Dan. I'll see you later. I guess Nib can't be helped. Oh, I wouldn't say that. Though it's apparent that he came here to spy on us. Oh, that bad. Follow him to his camp, Toto. Try to find out what the safe crackers are planning. Oh, me go try. As night closed over the thicket, the Indian returned with a startling report. Me hear them fellas say, them ticks to blow safe. In Stone Creek Bank. The bank? When? Uh, them not say. After boy tell them, us fellas not after safe. Them take them, get on hand car, head for town. I doubt that they'll attempt to crack the safe tonight. They haven't had time to make a thorough study of the place. Moreover, the moon will be up after midnight. And that's all. Still, the bank should be warned to guard or remove its money. Uh, Kim Sabi. Yes. Me know where cashier lives. You do? Ah. Uh. Other day, when you send me to bank to change silver from mine to money, him close place for noon. Go eat in a little house by church. And stay here with Dan. Here, Silver. Hey, boy, easy. I'm going to see that cashier. Come on, Silver. Silver. 
Several hours later, Ellen Dennis was still knitting the sweater. As her wooden needles clicked, a large gray cat toyed with an unwinding ball of yarn at her feet. Her husband, watching her with somber eyes, broke a long silence. My poor darling. I know what you're doing. What do you mean, Tom? You've been unraveling that sweater as fast as you knit it. You don't want to finish it because you know in your heart that Nib will never come back to wear it. Tom, why did you have to notice it? I'm sorry. Gee, look, am I sorry? I regret this intrusion, but it's necessary. Please don't be alarmed. What do you want? I'm here to warn you that the bank's safe is in danger of being blown. That's ridiculous. It's one of the strongest safes made. It isn't strong enough. Eastern cracksmen have invaded this part of the country. Oh, I see. Well, what do you advise? Well, you can notify the marshal and have the bank put under guard, in which case these safe crackers will be frightened off. But I prefer that you tell only your employers. I'd like to have them arrange it so the money could be removed from the safe and I would have a free hand in dealing with the crooks. Mr. The Stone City Bank is a private institution owned by one man. He's now in Denver arranging for a rush shipment of money. Our cash reserves are almost exhausted. What happened? Well, the annual cattle shipping period just ended. We didn't anticipate so much business, and the cattle dealers checked out thousands of dollars. Unless the bank receives a delivery of cash within a day or two, the safe will be empty. I'm telling you this in confidence. I don't want to run on the bank. No, neither do I. I want to catch the crooks in the act of burglary. That will send them to prison. Are you looking for revenge? No, I want to get a boy out of their clutches. A boy? Yes, ma'am. He's a youngster they picked up and are using as a lookout. Oh. It isn't too late to restore him to a decent way of life. What What are your plans for the lad? I'll try to find him a good home. Ellen, let us take care of that boy. Oh, yes, Tom, let's do. And hope that somebody has done the same for our boy. So your son is missing? Yes, but... I don't want to talk about that. Oh. Mr. I, I may be doing wrong, but since a boy's welfare is involved and the bank doesn't stand to lose much, if any money, I'll keep your information to myself until I can consult the owner of the bank. Good. And I'll see you again. During the next two days and nights, the Lone Ranger and Tonto kept constant watch over the activities of the safe crackers. Then Nibri appeared at the masked man's camp. Finding Dan alone, he took him into his confidence. Dan, tonight's the big night. Is that is that when you'll blow up the safe? Sure. Pocky says it's going to storm. Thunder's always to help. Drowns out the noise of the explosion. Want to help me watch the street? No, never. I'm not going with you. But you're going with me. With you? You're crazy. You've got to stay away from those crooks in that bank. So you know about the bank. That's funny. Mighty funny. Let's take a ride on my horse. You think I'd run out on Blizzard and Pocky? They'd desert you, or even turn you over to a lawman if they stood to gain by it. The masked man Indian and I are your real friends. Don't tell me that. You know what I think? I think the masked man's trying to horn in on the bank job. Or else he's some kind of fly cop and has a trap set for Blizzard and Pocky. And I'm going to tell him. No, you're not. Get out of my way. Nib, listen to me. I want to Fancy help. boy, you asked for this. And I'm giving it back. And some more with it. You're not hurting me. I don't want to hurt you. Well, I fight to hurt. Fight this. You kicked me. I'll do more than that.
the curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger adventure. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. to continue. Nib was no match for Dan in a fair fight, but by kicking his adversary, he managed to get away. Recovering, Dan gave chase and brought him down with a flying tackle. Both boys were on their feet seconds later. Again, they squared off. You won't get another chance to kick me. You'll have to hit me harder than that. Then I'll do it. You got enough? Don't, Don't hit me when I'm down. I don't intend to hit you here. I'm helping you. Can you stand? Uh, I'm all right, except for my nose. Gosh, I I never saw so many fists in my life. How'd you get so good? Training in the right kind of food would make you good, too. Your way of living will leave you stunted and sickly. I I want to grow up to be strong, like... Like... Like Blizzard? No. The masked man. Here he comes now. The Indian's with him. They're riding down the path. What happened here? Oh, mister, I, I just got the licking of my life. Dan can really use his dukes. You don't seem resentful. Oh, I'm not. I, I had it coming for kicking Dan. But that's the way I learned to fight in safecrackers' camps. They, they sick us kids on each other for the fun of it. Nib, you have what it takes to make a real man. But you've been playing at something that is bound to destroy all the good in you. Safe cracking isn't a sport. It's a crime that always leads to prison and sometimes to death. Mister, just what are you? Oh, never mind that now. I've talked to some nice people who want to take you into their home. You'll be able to keep clean, wear decent clothes, eat wholesome meals, and go to school. Would you like that? Oh, sure I'd like it. Oh, but Blizzard and Pocky would come looking for me and take me away. I, I sort of belong to them. Like a dog. They won't bother you after tonight. Then you know about... Yes, Nib, I know. Toto and I have been following them and listening to their talk. Toto. Uh, what you want, Kim Sally? Stay with the boys. I want to be sure they're safe tonight. Uh, Miss Sally. Meet me at the cashier's house in the morning. I'm starting for town now. We be there. But Kimasabi. Yes? Maybe you run into trouble tonight. I'll risk that. Easy, steady, big fellow. Adios. So long, In the meantime, the safe blowers had broken camp and placed the hand car on the rails again. As they boarded it, each carrying a carpet bag, Blizzard asked, What do you suppose that confounded nib is? Figure him and the other kid took off together. Yeah, we like catch him. He won't get another chance to run off. Too late now to look for him anymore. 
What'll we do with the lookout of the bank? Well, you'll have to watch the street. Now grab your hand, Bob. Yep. Head on your side. She's rolling. The storm-swept streets of Stone City appeared to be deserted. Business places and houses were dark, but at intervals, lightning blazed down from the scudding clouds illuminating the streets. Blizzard and Pocky had broken into the bank. As the senior safecracker went to work on the strong box using a dark lantern and special tools, Pocky flattened himself against an outside wall, blackjack in hand. A little later, the Lone Ranger on watch nearby saw a flicker of light in the rear room of the bank. He advanced cautiously, seeking a window. As he reached the side of the bank building, he paused. He was within a yard of the hidden cracksman, but in the fury of the storm, neither sensed the other's presence. Then lightning flashed again. It revealed the lone ranger to Pocky. But the masked man, who had his head turned away from the crook, remained unaware of his danger. Pocky swung his blackjack. Oh! Down you go. Under the treacherous attack, the lone ranger fell forward on his face, dropping the guns he had drawn. Pocky grabbed one of his arms and dragged him through the bank door, which had been forced. Get inside with you. You won't be seen there. Blizzard! What's the matter, Pocky? He's a fellow I caught outside. They blackjacked him. Was he alone? Didn't see anyone else. Open the shutter on your lantern. Let's take a look at him. Yeah, I'm not showing a light by the door. He'll stay quiet a while. Let him alone. Help me with the box. And the street won't be guarded. We'll take a chance on that. Come on. All right. Get the fuse fixed. Yeah. All right. Take the dark lantern. I'll touch it off. I got it. Yeah, it's lit. All right, get back as far as you can. Now I'll see what that fellow on the floor looks like. Duck behind something, Pocky. On back of a desk. Counter's between me and the safe. I'm opening the lantern. Hey, this fellow's mask. Yeah, he must have figured to hold us up after we blew the safe. I'm going to take his mask off. The pack between the plates exploded. The safe door disintegrated like a bomb, spraying the front part of the bank with fragments of iron. Pocky, who was kneeling over the Lone Ranger, had unwittingly given him the protection of his own body. Oh. A splinter of iron, which otherwise might have struck the masked man, pierced the cracksman's back. Lizard, I'm hit. I told you to get behind something. Now, give me that dark lantern. I... Pocky. Pocky, get up. Storm's died down. That blast will wake up the whole town. He's dead. And I'll have that much more money myself. Then I'll clean out the safe. Yeah, here's a carpet bag. Well, blow me up. Box is empty. Empty. I've been rooked. And now I've got to run for it. As Blizzard fled toward the railroad track, the marshal and a posse of townsmen who had been roused by the blast reached the bank carrying guns and lanterns. At the same moment, the Lone Ranger recovered sufficiently from the blackjack blow to raise himself on his hands. And a safe will blow. Smell of powder? Here's one of the crooks in the floor, marshal. He's wearing a man. Let me up. Uh, helping somebody. Right, Keep yeah, holding. I don't need help. There, you can see I'm all right. Then reach. Let me explain. I'm not an officer. there's another one of them, Barbara. He's dead in a smoked herring. Yeah, I can see what happened. The explosion killed him and knocked the other fella out. You got it figured, Marshal. I'm not a safe blower. I was blackjacked. <laughs> a likely story. You'll wear a ball and chain for the next ten years. If I can keep the boys from stringing you up. Take off his mask, Marshal. Yeah, I'll have it off. Oh, Marshal. Let us through there, please. That's Tom Dennis, the cashier. That man is a friend of mine. A friend, Tom? This safe floor? He's not a crook. 
He warned me that the safe might be robbed. What was he doing in here? Why Why is he wearing a mask? He looks mighty suspicious to me. Well, the mask doesn't make him a criminal. Take my word for it, Marshal. He's all right. The accomplice of the dead man is escaping. There's no time for explanations now. With all the bank's money, I suppose. The safe was empty. He didn't get a thing. Give me your word. The masked man will be here when I get back, and I'll take the explanation later. He'll be here. All right. We'll get after that polecat. Come on, boys. After this raid, his trail will be easy to follow. Come you won't on. find any trail. You mind your own business. Don't tell me I won't find his trail. But, Marshal, I know on, how... Mister, what was it you tried to tell the Marshal? That safe blower is escaping in a handcar. Oh, great Scott. Then they won't find the trail. And as long as he's at large, the boy's in danger. I'm going after him as soon as I find my guns and call my horse. Oh, but you can't. I told the Marshal you'd be here when he got back. I'll be here and I'll fix things with the Marshal. A masked man soon recovered the twin colts which had dropped when Pocky blackjacked him. A few moments later, Silver, who had been concealed in an open shed nearby, answered his call. Swinging into the saddle, he headed for the railroad. As he did, the moon struggled out from behind the thinning storm clouds, giving him enough light to detect mud on the rails, where the cracksman had pulled the hand car back on the track. The big white horse thundered along the roadbed, keeping between the ends of the ties and the edge of the grade. Then he rounded a curve, and the Lone Ranger caught sight of the hand car. There he is, Silver. Faster, boy. Faster. The appearance of a mounted pursuer took the safe blower completely by surprise. As he pumped desperately, trying to reach a steep downgrade, which would add to the hand car speed, the masked man called. Stop, Blizzard! You haven't a chance! In answer, the cracksman let loose of the hand bar and pulled a pocket model revolver. In quick succession, he triggered out six shots. The bullets from the short-barreled gun went far wide of their mark. Then it was empty. Unable to take time to reload, the safe blower again threw his weight upon the hand bar of the slowing car. Silver was within 50 feet of the vehicle and gaining... Seeing that the crook had not reloaded his weapon, the masked man unfastened his lariat and shook out a loop. Come on, Silver. We'll take him. Now. The rope shot out. The loop dropped over Blizzard's shoulders and drew taut, jerking him from the hand car. Oh, Silver, backward, back. Don't shoot. I won't. I'm taking you to jail. Day had broken when the Lone Ranger had delivered Blizzard to the astonished Marshal. The Marshal grinned when he saw the prisoner. And the masked man smiled in reply. Now, Marshal, if you still want an explanation, I... Well, I was pretty sore, but after talking to Tom, I reckon I should have listened to you. You proved you're on my side of the law. The masked man saw his prisoner safely locked in jail, then turned silver toward the cashier's house. Tom and Evan saw him through the window and came out on their porch to meet him. Oh, silver, Hi there. Hi. I'm sure glad to see you. Marshal's I've seen the marshal. Everything is all right. Well, there's someone else coming. It's my friend Dan and the boy I told you about. Good. Oh, 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 oh. Here we are. That boy's very ragged and dirty. Oh, well, Ellen. Oh, Tom. He looks like... He is... Nib! What? Ma! Ma! Our son. Our very own son. Oh, Nib, I knew you'd come home. Come here, son. Here, let me look at you. Why, how you've grown. Where have you been, son? Oh, Pa. Why did you run away from the bookbinder? He, he was mean, Pa. Blizzard and Pocky were better to me. But they were crooks. If a masked man hadn't saved you, you'd have ended like them. Pocky is dead and Blizzard will go to prison. I, I sure I am lucky. I, I've never... I, I hope you'll be happy at home with your own folks. 
Oh, I'm the happiest boy in the world. Will you come to see me sometime? I'll try, but I'll soon have to go back to school. My friends will take me to a railroad station where I can make better connections than here. Steady, Victory. So long, Nib. So long, Dan. I'll never forget what you and your friends did for me. Neither will your father and mother. Adios. Come on, Victor. Did the masked man know who you were? No, Pa. He'd have done the same for any boy in my place. Yes? I thought at first that he and Tano were safe blowers, but Dan was with him for a lookout. But now I know who he really is. Nib, you do? Dan told me. He's the Lone Ranger. Feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated, created by George W. Trendle, produced by Trendle Campbell Enterprises, directed by Charles D. Livingston, and edited by Fran Stryker. The part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer. <laughs>